Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming podcast. It's behind me, let me get in beast mode If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code Kante is who I be to you, it's Mr. Hero Legendary adversary, flows considered lethal I'm a super saiyan, I got dragon balls, I wouldn't lie You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing out Put me on the map, one of gaming's who I'm talking about I'm the rapping master chief Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show And we're back. It's One Up Gaming. It's me, David, with episode 357 of the One Up Game podcast. This week, we have a guest. So please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Meg Richards. I'm uh, one of the reporters on One Up. I'm uh, from Wales and I play lots of role playing games and um, action adventure stealth games. Are you really. Are you a typical? When I I don't I mean I hate saying things like this, but are you a typical female gamer and you love Pokemon? Uh, mm, not really. Uh, I have a friend who my one friend is one of the one of the people who she loves farm sims and she likes stuff like Pokemon. She likes gentler games and then she's like and now we're going to turn to meg who uh plays games that quote sick beats to smash things to <laughs> because she was specifically referencing hades at that point because i loved the soundtrack so much i bought it on cd Wait, you don't really buy cds now i mean I've, do. I've actually bought the brand new blur album and i've realized that the only thing I've got left that can play CD is my Xbox. Ooh. I have a CD player there that's like for, that can convert, like I can play CDs on my laptop mm. and I've got a subwoofer downstairs. So I quite often will buy a CD and stick. I also have an iPod. When I say an iPod, I mean like the old, old ass iPod classics. Do you have the spin wheel? Yes. So I, I quite often will convert my CDs to iPod music. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to just get the CD to put in my collection because I've got a box of Blur stuff. 
and mm-hmm. I'll download the, you know, I should buy it from iTunes or something just to have with me. Yeah. That's the way forward now. So it's nice to have you on board. Thank you. Nice and to be here. hopefully we'll have your first feature up on the website soon. Mm-hmm. So I will just say before we get started, Joe Dowling, he's helps run the Four Quarters Arcade Bars. He's got a new book out called The Outrunners. So please buy that and just send him our love. Just say that you've heard it from us. Yeah. He sent me a copy of it. I've just I've it's on my laptop. I've still not even opened it yet. I will have to ask my local bookshop if they got a copy. I I'm sure I'll happily I, I read anything. Hmm. Yeah, I think he said it's set in like 1984 in a parallel universe, basically with featuring a lot of arcade games. So okay. it sounded pretty cool. We had him on the 350th podcast. Yeah, we had a quick chat with him. So that was pretty cool. Um, so please check out the One Up Gaming website, just oneupgaming.co.uk. We are sponsored by Games Inspired Music. It's an album. There's 26 pieces of music on it. And you can stream it or buy it, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. We also have our first 100 podcasts available to buy in these cool little, it looks like a cassette tape, but it's actually like a USB stick. And that's, that's cool. got the first 100 podcasts. So it's got 139 hours of the podcast, 20 hours of our interviews. And a 25-minute interview with Sans Pans Radio. So that's on there. And one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. So what else have we got? Got a t-shirt giveaway. It's one of our old podcast team. Um, just go on to any of our YouTube videos, subscribe to us, and just write t-shirt in a comment, and we'll give that away. We have these Turtle Beach Recon 70s headset. Again, just subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave Recon 70 in any of our videos and we'll give them away. Uh, thinking what else we've got now. We have this Evercade Interplay Collection 2 cartridge. Again, just subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a comment just saying Evercade and we'll give that away. And I think that's all the giveaways we've got for this week. Um, I am just going to open this. I've not opened it yet. I got sent this. Oh. I got sent the review code for, I think it's like a, either a sequel or a spiritual sequel to the is it Cosmic Smash. Sega's um. arcade and Dreamcast sort of like, um, not tennis, but like a futuristic sort of, sporty game and this one's i think it's called c smash and it's like a psvr2 sort of game uh, so we got sent the code and we got sent this and they said something about a limited edition poster or something nice i have no idea what i'm doing to be honest it's wrapped up well though yeah clearly oh. they want you to open it oh that is uh, Certificate of Authenticity, 60 of 250. So I think it's... 
it's just some shapes with some signature on. Nice. So I have no idea what it is. So, yeah, I don't know who it is. Dana Love? Dana Log? Is that a person? Is that a... I don't know. But I guess go on to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and just put poster, and I'll give that away as well. Because I'm not allowed to put things up on the wall in this house, so I can't do anything. Um, so, what do you prefer, Meg or Megan? Uh, Meg. Meg, right. I don't know why, I'm just going to think of Family Guy now. Um... Yeah, I... Luckily, managed to miss most of that because by the time Family Guy came out, I was I think I was fifteen, so I'm I and it and it didn't kind of get really popular until like twenty twelve. So yeah, I, no, to I, I used to it. love it. I've not seen it in ages, but I used to absolutely adore Family Guy. So Meg, tell us about yourself. Um, well, I um, uh. 28 i um i i am a well my brain just did a big blank um <laughs> i have a eight-year-old cat called sarandy who might break into the call at any point like a child um during a covid zoom call um <laughs> i have uh I wasn't really allowed to play games much as a kid because my mum was very strict on um, video games. But my my brother and I got around that by my brother leaving his PlayStation 1 at home without a save file cartridge and Crash Bandicoot and Tomb Raider. So I know the, the first level of Crash Bandicoot really, really well. Eventually, my mum relented when I asked, could I get an Xbox? to play um, Batman, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City and I was allowed to play a Game Boy as well. Game Boys for some reason were not considered video games so I am one of those people who grew up with Pokemon but I'm not as much of a Pokemon gamer as I used to be and but no my true love um, and what I would consider one of my first like popular game like not popular game one of the first games i played was um batman arkham and uh since then i basically fell in love with stealth the stealth game genre and the role-playing genre so um i went from batman arkham city and to uh what nope my brain did not I can't think what game. I'm now. I definitely remember playing the Captain America game, which is a deep cut game because it is. It's the Captain America game that was done. That was like properly commissioned by the MCU and is one of like the four uh, MCU games you can play. Is that and the, it's one the only one? The Sega ones. I think so. And it's the only one that everyone collectively agrees isn't awful. Do you know, I, I actually think that the Iron Man game wasn't bad. Fair. You know, and, I know the Hulk was horrendous. One. Yeah. And I and can't the remember Hulk what the other one was. The one was bad. Hulk. But yeah. Hulk. It was... Yeah. No, I, Captain America is pretty good and it holds up because it actually fits in. It, it holds up if you don't think about the fact that every single villain in that game is now a person, a different person in the MCU. Like it's like it's got Baron Zemo in it, 
but they, they you could potentially argue that the Baron Zemo in the show is a descendant of the Baron Zemo in the game. It's weird. It has Armin Zola in it as a computer before uh, the Winter Soldier even came out. It's a weird game. Um, I I do like my comic book games. I just remembered what game going the other comic book games. Um. So from uh the Batman games I then went to the Lego games. I played all most of the Lego Batman series. I have um been replaying them recently with my next door neighbor's son. He is a far better gamer than me. I just reckon it's because he just grew up with his stuff unlike me. And it's um he He's the one person I know who, um, he feeds my cat on the week on certain weekends, and uh, he, I got a text off him the other day that went along lines of, "I have defeated the all of level um, one of Cuphead on my own." I was like, "Wow, okay, kid's good." Uh, I have um recently finished my master's degree in video game journalism and um yeah sorry if this is a, i'm not i usually write notes <laughs> um and that's that was good because i actually um got to interview a lot of uh as well as as well as video games i also play a lot of uh tabletop role-playing games such as um D and D. I've got a huge chest of dice over there, um, and but one of my crowning achievements was I got to in- interview the writer of Monster of the Week, which is my favourite. It's very easy to pick up and learn, so I have, and I've been running a Monster of the Week game. I'd say every two weeks for the last five years. Uh, every Sunday, I um. I am one of the. I am. I am a. I am a gamer who will literally try anything. The only genre I have turned around and gone mm, not really for me is um, stuff like Fallout. No Fallout. No, I like Fallout. I meant Fall. Nope. Fortnite. <laughs> PvP. Not really my thing. It. It wasn't my thing growing up, and it still isn't really my thing. Like, I'll happily roleplay in a tabletop roleplaying game PvP, but the minute a controller's put into my hand, it just loses any form of entertainment value for me. Um, I have been playing... I am actually... I play a lot of... Uh, as well as playing a lot of uh, new games, I play. I replay a lot of retro games. So, because I didn't really grow up with video games, a game franchise I didn't get to, into until the fifth or seventh, depending on how you look at it, um, or fifth or eighth uh, entry into the game is uh, Assassin's Creed. And the game that I I first got into was Unity. I love that game. (laughs) A lot of people don't. It got me into Assassin's Creed. I've been replaying the older games. And hopefully I'll be able to get to the ones which are on the Switch shortly. Um, I've even re- been replaying the 3DS games as well. Um, 
for Assassin's Creed. And um, as well as that, I'm hoping shortly to re-embark on a, um, going through the old Disney Infinity games. Because nothing quite says Teenage Rebellion than telling your parent who didn't let you grow up with Disney that you're going to collect all 80, 80 uh, Disney Infinity figures. <laughs> yeah, I have all 80 of them. Even this, even a Peter Pan one, which I am gonna, I am not, which I'm not gonna say how I got it. I, I got hold of it though. Um, yeah, and that actually will come up in a, um, one of the two games I have been playing this month. Later, I'll probably compare and contrast. But no, um, I am a fluent Welsh speaker and, um, I am also sometimes can fluently speak Eng- uh, fluent English when my stutter's not being playing up, uh, <laughs> or my dyspraxia. But um, I'm, I also can, to a certain degree, read French. No, I, I can barely speak English, let alone anything else. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Being able to speak other languages, one of my other friends is do is a. Uh, bilingual as well and she's like people think that you're you you have you're really smart when you can speak in a different languages no you just have multiple languages to be stupid in yeah <laughs> yeah right so you say you've done your masters yeah i'm graduating in two weeks two two weeks tomorrow or maybe it's either two weeks or three weeks tomorrow <laughs> these are the things you maybe should know <laughs> yeah i'll tell you now 27th so uh three weeks to yes yeah three weeks tomorrow yeah so and then I mean, I'm, oh you and go. then my mum and then yeah and then afterwards my mum is taking me and my niece because my niece it's it's her granddaughter and can get away with murder my, my mother's taking me and my niece to disney <laughs> in so I just love the fact that growing up, I wasn't allowed to go to Dis- Disney, and she was like, or if I was, it was like we're going once. My nieces asked, and and my and my mum said, as long as we can go shopping for nice clothes and such in in um, Paris afterwards for my birthday, and my niece has gone, okay. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you get to go. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Good. So. Do you have your own personal YouTube channel? Do you do gameplays or anything? I do a podcast with my friend Jackie, but uh, we're on hiatus at the moment because um, life. Um, but we should be resuming shortly at some point. Um, that's called Invert the Y Axis. The joke being we're both female gamers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I laugh at anything. <laughs> I am a sucker for a good pun. So invert the y-axis is exactly my yep, the humor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I also have a um YouTube channel. I Yes, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Paralogonal. It only has two videos on it, but if you want to learn about the homoerotic history of um Hades, I intru- I interviewed a um stu- like a antiquity student who specialized specialized in sex and sexuality uh so she had a lot of fun talking about that and i spoke to a 
a Twitch streamer called no a Twitch streamer and YouTuber called um The Sims Law, who basically does deep dives into the history of uh The Sims. I mean like as in the actual families, not just the games. Yeah, no, it's I mean this is the second YouTube channel that I've had because my first one that I had for like seven years, I put up, a, someone sent me a video and I put a a quick, sort of like just a quick play of it. I thought it was stupid and funny, but the game was called Kinky Fight Club. And it was like S&M wrestling with really bad noises. And oh dear. Uh, YouTube actually blocked and deleted my channel yeah i can see why so, but i just thought it was funny i didn't realize how bad it was <laughs> yeah so i mean i and used I... to have like every week we used to interview either a developer or someone um like someone from the publishing side of things so i had like about a hundred different interviews that all got deleted Oof. which was annoying Mm-hmm. And we had our Guinness World Record on there, which was like fifty-five hours live, and all all that got deleted. Oof. So you you saw me basically dying and then falling asleep about fifty-four hours into it. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, I was I was broken, proper broken. So I think we'll end that there, and we'll have a quick break, and we'll come back with the games being played this week. So back in a couple of seconds. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in tonight. And we're back. Still David. Still episode 357. With Meg. Hi. <laughs> so we're going to just go into what we've been playing like, this week. So take it away. What have you been playing? I have been playing two different games. Ooh. Uh, first game I've been playing is the demo for... Okay, this is a long, long title. Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. It's simultaneously... Like nothing I have ever played before, but also the one of the two closest things I have got I have seen to a tactical Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, no, just a Pirates of the Caribbean game. It it's tactical game, but all of the characters have powers like they are in the Dishonored franchise, and um. I'm not very. I'm. I'm not big fan of like. Sorry, I'm not a big fan of stuff like XCOM and things. But this actually did suck me in. It's more like a puzzle box, and sometimes you can have. I'm currently at a sequence where I have two characters, and they are take. They've got a. They've got uh, objectives across the map, and sometimes you can have the two characters doing two different objectives at the same time or almost the same time um, or you can have them working together to uh, resolve an objective that's quite fun it's it's got a good it's it's like a, it, honestly it's more like 
puzzle box than any like thing I've um, played for. Um, I really like the characters. They're all very, very quirky. I particularly like the ship. The ship is funny. Um, I... The main character is... Cool. I like her design. That might be because a lot of her powers are purple. And it's a very interesting... Um... It's a very interesting example, game. Splitting up one crew member to distract the um, away, while the other takes definitely down recommend if you like puzzle Stay games. Or pirates. Or pirate games and puzzles. But, um... The Shadow Gambit Cursed Crew. The plot is... So when you get caught, um, you know it's because of something you overlooked. Not your character has Let's try that again. heard of a hears from a buddy that um, there's an issue that you need to sort out on with this uh, that there's some issue that like, with a ship that um, is being run is run by cursed people and um you go to rescue the ship and the ship is sentient and um the ship the ship uh you try to become captain the ship says now nah, you're the navigator and uh you find out that the previous captain was killed trying to protect a treasure that was protected by a riddle and there's these religious zealots that I weirdly feel like are based on the Spanish Inquisition. Or may in fact be the Spanish Inquisition that are um, also looking for this treasure. And it's a very interesting, like... And you're basically racing against time to find out what um, what's the contents of this treasure and what's the contents of this riddle. Very, it's a, it's it's very Pirates of the Caribbeany, but like imagine if like you had the Black Pearl as a sentient talking ship the entire time. I think actually the ship is based is like not only is it based on uh, the Black Pearl, I think it's like the name is a pun, like the red, Ma like the red Maggie or something. Like, hang on, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, the red Marley. You're class. Yeah, and yeah, it's quite cool. I I actually really like the. I really like the ship. It's quite the, honestly, the ship might be my favorite character in the in the game. Um, and uh, the other funny character in it is the um is the chef. His name is Toya. He is incredibly funny. Um. I have yet to unlock any any of the other characters, so maybe by next time we speak or in my review, I will probably be like, "Nah, my favorite character is actually, in fact, this character who I haven't unlocked yet, and um, I've been playing them for 30 hours. Who knows?" They're all pretty cool. I like them a lot. No. The other game I've been playing is technically it's been released. And it's been released for a while, but it's also not out yet. And 
I, it's slowly being it's it's like almost like a light Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's uh like got a beta release like that you could they're like slowly um doing more updates for the game as like for the actual launch which is going to be later this year. But um I have been playing it since October of last year and they finally uh released the final story plot like the story um update and it's really really good like and it it tackles mental health in a very very good way and um i would i, I would really recommend like i would recommend the game if you're somebody who does get really affected by mental health things which is completely understandable I would maybe hold off on the final on the final um, update. It's called The Forgotten. It's a really good game. What the plot of the game is: you fall asleep and you wake up in this land called um, Disney Dreamlight Valley, and the, there's been this. There was a calamity years ago, and you're the first new person to turn up. And you're one of the only people who can fix the valley. And you slowly bring new characters in. Like, um, the latest update had the fairy godmother. It, it has Scrooge McDuck, but it doesn't have Huey, Dewey, and Louie, which is annoying. You need them three. Yeah, they're like... I've been re-watching DuckTales, the 2017 version. And it's like... Every time I've been watching DuckTales and I'm playing Disney Dreamlight Valley, I'm like, they could bring so much to this game. Was the 2017 DuckTales any good? Yeah, it's... I used to watch the original when I was a kid. It has so many shout-outs to the original. It makes Webby an actual tolerable character. Um, it has David Tennant as Scrooge, so a lot of times it can kind of feel a bit like, oh, this is just a continuation of the old Doctor Who's and stuff. Uh, like, Magica is voiced by famously David Tennant's uh, English best friend, which is uh, a Catherine Tate. And she is funny. She is one of the best things in, in this um in um, uh, DuckTales 2017. Yeah. Um, I would recommend DuckTales 2017 to anyone. Especially if you're, you need something that has a plot that's continuous but isn't heavy. And it... it it's, it's a really good... And it's a, a show where fun and making things meaningful and do it never the plot never um compromises the fun and the fun never compromises the plot and they're both seen in equal value it's quite nice no disney dream my valley also i've been the reason i've been playing it this week is because the star path um as well as the final update like the most recent star path um released I am going to admit they've made some changes. I'm not a fan. So a lot of the changes I imagine are so that people can use their like little um they ha they're trying to slowly introduce a um paying. I can't think of the word. 
like a, a paid for currency where you can give real money to buy things in game but the problem with that is it's not and like one of the ways you can earn currency is by playing um, the star paths I have to admit I am not really a big fan of um, the this latest star path whereas before like the final thing you do on the star path on like the so the star path is like you were given tasks and you earn a specific like currency thing and then you can trade them for moonstones which is the in-game paid for currency or you can trade them for um items and the tasks this time round were all they were tr clearly trying to spread out how long the star path takes to do because a lot of the tasks were like oh you need to have a discussion with x character three times you can only have a discussion with the character once a day and it's like <sighs> i wouldn't mind if there was a more of a challenge rating um and stuff that actually challenged me in game rather than being like oh you can only do x once a day because it's like you're just logging in then for just to do that one thing and it doesn't seem like there's nothing to really sink your teeth into but is that, uh, taking that idea from like the animal crossing sort of games where you, yes you just like log it's in do one thing but it's the one you're coming back every day yeah, it's very, very much big Animal Crossing vibes. Like you can, you have like a little garden that you can go, like you can go and like plant some uh, veg uh, in different part in different biomes. And like the next, like three hours later, you will have pumpkins, for example. Or every single day, or like once a, every single day, once a day, uh, Wally's little garden will grow, and you can go and grab all the vegetables and sell them. And Scrooge's shop has different stock in it, which you can um, buy every single day. And it's it's not bad. It's just I don't mind that element so much. But it's the more when you're doing the star paths and they're like, oh, yeah, no, you've got to just do this one specific task. And that for some reason feels more artificial to me than me naturally going to the characters and saying like, oh, yeah, I want to go and talk to them. I don't know. I prefer I prefer the controversial opinion in this in the Disney Dreamlight Valley community. I guess I preferred it when they would be like, "Yeah, go pick like one hundred flowers. Have fun with that." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And also, they have one of the yeah the uh big curse thing that um. You fight and you not fight. You are battling in the game is called the Forgotten, and they don't have Disney's most forgotten tune in there. And I feel like that's just they're committing crimes at that point. Like you literally, the boy is right there. Put put, Os, put Oswald in a game. He hasn't been in a game since Epic Mickey. I was gonna say, wasn't he the second playable character in Epic Mickey? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually playing that game as well, but I'm playing that. That's a older game that I'm playing. It's it's interesting. It's like 
in most stuff, Mickey Mouse is, and I mean this in the kindest way possible, a bit bland. That's like how he's meant to be, isn't he? He's just... Yeah, he's meant to be an everyman. Yeah. In Epic Mickey, you can make him, like, a complete and utter tool. <laughs> like, he will... He, you can have him, like, screw screw over villains, literally kick his um, nephews and nieces into, like, thinner. Like, admittedly, that's an accident. Like, they, that was not meant to be programmed in, but it's like, wow. Yeah... <laughs> Um, and, um, what's fun about that game is just, Mickey's just kind of bland and doesn't, and it kind of thing, and then you have Oswald, who's just like a short-tempered person who just lose, who will be like, he has a little bit of Donald Duck energy where he'll be like, he'll get really angry about something, and, and like Donald Duck, he can talk the talk, but can't walk the walk. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, he is one of the, uh, He's still pretty good, so yeah. So is that um, what you've been doing? This are they the only games really? Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed, the original. Yeah, that's going great. It it's been um. I am currently collecting all the flags in uh, Masiaf. Not Masiaf, wow. Acra. I don't know why I said Masiaf. Acra, I think. Acra. And I think I'm on the last like level that's set in Acra before the finale. I think. I hope. But yeah. Um other games I've been playing this week are all tabletop role playing games. Uh I have been playing I go to a tabletop role-playing club on Fridays and there we have been playing uh, we've just finished actually a campaign in a game called Savage Worlds where we've been um, it's pulp so like um, like think L.A. Noir, the Phantom the Rocketeer that kind of vibe all set in L.A. 1930s you're all some kind of superhero I've been playing a mechanic my one friend has been playing a character that's like a hybridization of Spider-Man and the Flash. Um, and someone else has been playing a Rocketeer, but if the Rocketeer was a black man and was employed by the army. Uh, so he has like a... He had... His character had a like white man be his stunt double, essentially. For like whenever they'd be like, oh, we need to do PR with... I've forgotten what his character's name. We need to do a, a PR with this character. And they'd be like, a white... he'll take off the helmet and go behind a curtain and a white man will walk out. Uh, then in my uh, Sunday game, we've been playing two campaigns of Monster of the Week concurrently. Because I am nothing but ambitious. <laughs> um... In the one, the entire group have been, um, the entire party were invited to this uh, city called Dendro, which is all the entirety of the town is a um, is built like a den like a tree. So like the oldest part of the the oldest part of the city is in the center, and then it slowly um, as it gets 
further away from the centre, the newer parts of the city, and they've only just started to scratch the surface on what's going on in that city. And in the other campaign, one of the player characters were mind, was off for a week, and the mystery was he was mind-controlled. So what what was going on? They now try desperately hunt down what happened there. I've never done any role-player games. I've never had any friends, so... I'm sure you, I'm sure if I can convince enough people, I'm sure I can get Monster of the Week is easy to run. You're welcome if you ever wanna have if you ever wanna have like a that would be fun. Just running a Monster of the Week game for the like all of the reporters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that 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 that, that does cover it. That's been what I've been playing all week. Hmm. So uh, <laughs> what? Very varied. Yes. So the games I've been playing, it's like I work forty odd hours a week, maybe even sixty hours a week sometimes. I do fourteen hour shifts. I do sleepovers. Mm-hmm. So I'm out of the house for like three days in a row. Mm-hmm. So when I come back to do this sort of thing, it's I try and get a quick play up on the YouTube channel every single day. So I play like 20 minutes, half an hour of a game every day. I never get a chance to sit and play a game for two, three, four hours. Mm. I like quick starting action, combat, racing, fighting, those sort of games, something that you can get quickly into into the actual game. Yeah. I do like the occasional full story sort of game, ones where you don't actually do much gameplay, but it's like, was it Azura's Wrath on the 360? It was like a like a anime sort of cartoon. Yeah. It kept, it every 20 minutes it cut off with a previously on, and then it like cut to trail like adverts and stuff, and it come back onto the, and now the continuing story. It was really well done. And you could play 20 minutes at a time and just save it. Mm-hmm. But the reason why my games I play are just so random is I just download whatever I can on the Xbox or on the PlayStation and just mm-hmm. play a random game at a time. So I've got like my weekly stuff here. So I've got the first game was Amnesia, The Bunker. Ooh, I've interviewed them, The Bunker. And the pe- it it's... Uh, you can tell it's a budget game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's It's got yeah. the, the feel and the movement of like an Unreal Engine basic game. They've got a bit of mm-hmm. fog and the grain effect to make it look like set in like the 1940s or whatever, like the old grainy effect. Yeah. Quite enjoyed what I was playing. Mm-hmm. But it got to a... Like I say, about half an hour into the game and it got more into the puzzle side of things. And I just didn't have the time to sit there and go through the bits and bobs. And... Yeah. But what I played, I quite enjoyed. I liked the dark atmosphere, like the, the the graphics looked nice. It was just a nice, slow, drip-fed sort of game as you were getting into it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got distracted. Was did you say Amnesia and the Bunker, or, Amne- or Amnesia the Bunker? Because that's a completely different game to what I thought it was. Yeah, it's Amnesia the Bunker. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I've not spoken to those people. I thought you were speaking about a different game I was thinking, and as you were describing it, I was going, "This isn't the game I know." <laughs> nah, it's it's just like the from the horror franchise. Like they, I think they just make amnesia. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's all right. I mean, I, I guess it was on the Xbox Game Pass, so I just downloaded it and played it on there. There was Super Mega Baseball 4, which is okay. an EA Sports baseball game with super deformed cartoony graphics. It was quite alright. I think I preferred this game more than the, the Sony's MLB The Show. And everyone knows okay. how good that game is. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it was just a fun arcade-ified baseball game. I don't know about you guys in Wales, but in England, I know nothing about baseball. It's rounders, isn't it? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're probably going to get like hate for this, and I'm like, I I'm sorry, we're British. I, t uh... I remember, uh, it must be about five, six years ago, I was talking on one of these, and I said that I didn't get Zelda and I just didn't like the series and I had one person email me literally crying that how dare I say things like that mm. I thought well, it's my opinion it's you know but yeah I invited yeah. him to come on to the show and he said no because I just ridicule him I, I wouldn't mm. I'm a nice guy sometimes yeah no <laughs> I mean I like Zelda but like I also understand that people have different opinions, and that's valid. I mean, the newer ones, the two, the two new ones on the Switch, mm. I've enjoyed them. Yeah. The older ones, the top-down ones, I never got into, and the original two 3D ones, the Ocarina mm. of Time and the Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. I played them for a couple of hours, and I just didn't fully get into it. I could see the appeal, especially... When they first came out in 98, 99 yeah. time, I could see that they would have been groundbreaking. But mm -hmm. now, with the control scheme and the N64 pad, it's just yeah. a bit pedantic to get into the controls now. It's like, yeah. the controls on that are horrendous now. Yeah, I have, been, I have uh, Ocarina of Time. I've never finished it. I have it for the 3DS. My problem is... I probably need to get a new DS because um, I probably need to get the huge ones because the um, the XLs. Because my problem is I can't. My eyesight's getting slowly more, getting slowly worse. I don't notice it that much until I'm playing Ocarina of Time. I'm like wow, I used to game on this like little thing. Oh my god! And I guess the text would be that small. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> So, talking about role-playing games, I've had a quick go at Rune Factory 4 Special. Okay. Which I'd never heard of ever, but I downloaded it. I think it was originally like a PS2 era sort of game. And they've done a HD remake, a HD like re-jizz of it. And you start off with Amnesia, which is like... Just about every JRPG that I've ever played, you start yeah. easier. And there's a talking dragon who's a queen, which is really random that you're talking to. 
So you're allowed mm-hmm. to stay in the castle, and then you do a couple of little questy things, and then you get given a garden to tend to, so it ends up being like a, a little gardening simulator to grow plants, mm-hmm. do things, and it was quite good. I enjoyed what I played, but I, I, it's one of those games, again, I enjoy while I'm playing it, but once I get after about 40 minutes, it's like, I'm just gonna to delete this and never play it ever again. Mm-hmm. But the the graphics looked quite cute. The characters were quite decent, and I was enjoying my time with. And I could understand getting into the story and working out what was going on. Because mm-hmm. the dragon seemed way too nice. She was like giving you all these rooms and all these things to do, and she seemed really, really nice. And you're just a bit suspicious. Um, next game that I played, a little bit more random, and it's Midnight Club Los Angeles on the 360. Okay. So this is just, again, it's the game that probably put Rockstar on the map. It used the okay. exact same engine as what the, it used the Rage engine, so what was originally made for Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And they were going to continue the series it's an amazing open world racing game, but then their next game was Red Dead Redemption. Ah, so I think the, I think I know the Rage, yeah. So GT, like interactive, or oh, GT basically, oh, no, it's not GT, is it? I can't remember. Whoever owns the Rockstar GTA, uh, GTA, it's um, Rocks Rockstar own GTA. No, Rockstar. Um, it, uh, is it G? I can't remember. Whoever owned the Rockstar, because they got bought out years ago. I I can't remember. But they basically told him, you're not making these racing games anymore. You're just concentrating on the Red Dead Redemption series. Because they used to be Angel Studios, and they got changed to uh, Rockstar. Whatever it was. They they all got changed names and everything. But this is, it's just your prime... Uh, Fast and Furious style racing game with the open world city and your tweaks and your tuners and weird storylines and it's really good. For the 360, it's a really good little game. The next two games, first game I thought was horrendously bad and that's SBK22. So the Superbike game, 22. Every corner, I was falling off the bike. Oh. Handling and everything was just way too complicated. I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Graphically, it looked nice, but if I can't control the bike, there's no point playing. And mm-hmm. then the next game I got sent to review was MotoGP 23. Weirdly, I think it's made by the same people, Milestone Interactive, or just Milestone Italy or whatever the hell. One of the sub-branches of Milestone. And it looks identical. They've changed the front end, they've added some more bits and pieces, but they've also completely redesigned the the handling mechanics of the, the bikes. And mm-hmm. I love this game so much. It's actually easy to feel the flow of the bike and you don't fall off unless you're being stupid and not braking. But I really mm-hmm. do, if anyone sees this game, buy it. If you're into motorbikes, it's a really good little game. Not sure how mm-hmm. much it was. I'd have guessed fifty quid, that sort of price, like all 
But then again, I got sent the bloody the last Call of Duty game, and I did a Google just like how much is the Call of Duty whatever edition? Is it yeah. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, no wonder I don't buy games. It's just, you know, I can't yeah. just pay a hundred pound for a game. Yeah, like. I think I yeah I bought the newest Zelda game at the start of last month. I haven't actually played it yet. It's uh, I think it was about sixty quid, mm. sixty to seventy quid, and I'm like, that that's like a what, a week worth of petrol for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and maybe some food. N- no, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I played the. Alone in the Dark Prologue Grace. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't even know they were making a, a new Alone in the Dark game. Oh. But, what, what? She would understand. but like, do I don't know if you've ever played like, the old Alone in the Dark. I recognize the name, but I don't think I've played it. There was like a PC games back in 93, I think. And then there was the Alone in the Dark Two was it Jack's Revenge, which came out on the 3DO and the Mega CD. I'm gonna guess it. No, Sega Saturn and the original PlayStation. That was basically where, if it wasn't for Resident Evil, I think the Alone in Dark series would have kicked on and, and been successful. But mm-hmm. Resident Evil took the formula of 3D characters and a 2D background. And just made it a lot more bigger budget and just crushed Alone in the Dark. Yeah. There was the Alone in the Dark reboot on the 360 and the PS3. I think it was like 2011 sort of time. Was it? Yeah, somewhere around there. And the big feature of this one was the, the fire tech. And it, you had to mm-hmm. burn things to get doorways open and stuff. And it looked, it looked good for the time. Loads of bugs in it. But this one... I know it's only like a like a demo to get you into the actual game. And it looked nice, but it's one of the sort of horror sort of games that are just everywhere now where it's like a third person behind the, the character view. The it's all puzzle orientated. Things just completely randomly disappear and reappear and focus in the background, pop in and out, and it's just much more psychedelic sort of horror. Yeah. And you mean psych- psychological horror? There we go. Psychological. Yeah. And it is just, I mean, I love that sort of thing where, like on the original, like the Batman Arkham games, when you're fighting the Scarecrow. Scarecrow? Yeah. You're walking along and the whole background sort of disintegrates and changes. And yeah, the uh, famous corridor. My favorite bit of that game is uh, where the game just crashes. Yeah. But no, I, I love that side of things, but I completed it. It it was very low budget, very janky. But again, it's just a demo to try and get the feelers out if anyone's interested in this style of game. And they've completely changed it now. And it's nothing like Alone in the Dark. They're just using the name. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know. I, for me, I don't think I'm interested. They've completely changed the whole thing. But mm. the last two games that I played was the Dead or Alive 2 and Dead or Alive 3 Ultimate. 
which was a re-release box set that came out on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. And it was like the Dreamcast version upscaled and the Xbox version put in widescreen. Nicer mm-hmm. textures, smoother yeah. gameplay. And it's just a fighting game that I love the because the original came out on the Sega Model 2 arcade board and it plays very much like Virtua Fighter and I've got Virtua Fighter tattoos and stuff and Mm-hmm. So that's the only time I can play like Virtua Fighter games on the Xbox, really. Fair. And that is all the games I've been playing for this week. I will just mention some of the weekly features that we have on the YouTube channel. So on a Monday we have the Top 40. On a Tuesday we have the Boosteroid feature. On a Wednesday we have Which is Best, where we compare two random games of a similar sort of style. So, like, we do Call of Duty and Medal of Honor, and we talk about which one's best. We have a Retro Thursday, so we just have a retro game that we play and we talk over. We have the podcast on a Friday. We have the What Games We've Played This Week on a Saturday. And we have the Weekly News on a Sunday. So that is what we do every week on the YouTube channel. So I will just say thank you all for watching. we have a quick break, come back with this week's news. So again, thank you, Meg, and we will come back in a second. This is Gilbert Godfrey, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast, and if you don't, go fuck yourself. Still One Up Gaming, still me, David, still episode 357, and we've still got Meg with us. Hey. So we're just going to go through this week's news. Um, I normally record the... I've got like my little tablet and I record the screen on this while I talk over it. So I guess we'll just... I'll talk about the news with you and you can comment on the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so the first bit of news that we have is the Biker Grove is getting a reboot and it's also going to have Anton Deck feature i know you're a lot younger than me when i was a kid biker grove was massive like proper massive um i don't know if you've what seen it or heard of it sorry i haven't but that said i didn't really watch much ant and deck stuff i I watched their stuff on cbbc i want to say i don't even think that was them i'm not sure because ant and deck that's what they're called now, but 20 odd years ago, they were called uh, PJ and Duncan. Because um, that's where they had like 90s hits, like music. They were actually singers. And they also starred, I think they were like 15 or 16. In it was like a imagine EastEnders or something like that, but setting up in a school. And that was what Biker Grove was. So it was like a uh like a high school uh. soap opera thingy with characters. And there was some serious sort of like um storylines. There was one where one of the children like overdosed on drugs and stuff, and it was it really was quite a hard hitting sort of series. Now 
I'm going to sound horrible because I am from the north of England and it was set in Newcastle's Biker Grove. Mm -hmm. And I never watched it. I was too busy watching Transformers and, yeah. you know, all these old like nin t uh, Hero Turtles or as the Americans call it, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, teen I've got a friend who absolutely loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I, yeah. I was always more of a uh, Power Rangers fan. I love the intro, the, the music. Yeah, no, I can see why. Yeah, it's good music. But yeah, so the BBC are going back and they're doing this as a reboot. Now, I wonder if they would, uh, as I would like to say, Disneyfy it and make it very, very child friendly now. You know, they get rid of all the hard edges and just really. Yeah. I, I think mean, nowadays, there's too many people that complain over anything. I mean, to be fair, like, I've been thinking this a lot actually with um, Doctor Who because they've. Um, Disney own part of Doctor Who now in mm. America, and they've had they've actually interfered with one of the plot lines. I can't remember what it was, um, but no, they've said not to do something. But um, yeah, no, I can imagine if it was just straight BBC, I, I imagine they wouldn't like like not. I whoops, sorry. I imagine they wouldn't. Um, change things too much but if it's something they're doing in conjunction with disney i imagine it would they could potentially make it more appealing to an international audience is how they how, is the polite way of putting it so by which our politics in the uk is so much more we're much more prepared to say what something is than people are in america but that is because our uh, we're very lucky we have a multi-party system and ergo we can be a bit more like that sounds a bit dodgy <laughs> so we'll next bit of news The Walking Dead Rick and Michonne spin-off um, they've confirmed it and it's got a new title and like logo which reading that news it sounds as though they're going to be it's going to be called the walking dead something but looking at this new story it is just called the walking dead rick and michonne so it's like ah, oh, all right so they've just officially announced that is what it's called oh well yeah <laughs> i never watched the walking dead i've watched like one scene because it had a song i liked in it i love the walking dead well I say I love The Walking Dead. I loved the first season of The Walking Dead. The second season, I think because of the writer's strike at the time, I think they just recorded what they could and didn't change anything, and it was just a yeah. disaster of a season. Mm. And then the third season was really good. And then after that, it's not been great. It's had the good episode here and there. Mm-hmm. But because I was already five years into it at that time, I thought, oh, I might as well just watch it now. And I've just managed to finish the season now because it's it finished last year, I think. Mm -hmm. And I've just like, watched them on TV. And I was actually quite... I liked how they ended it. It was a, a nice ending. Uh, mm -hmm. But now they've got like four or five spin-off series come in with like four or five of the main characters. They're all doing their own spin-off show. 
Mm. Um, so I, I guess we'll have to wait and see how some of these come about. But I, th- I do think that The Walking Dead, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, but the second from last season basically got cut because I couldn't finish the the actual um, FX sort of like, because they weren't allowed to go into the office to finish the, the actual editing of the, the actual thing. Mm-hmm. And I just think that because of what happened, there was like a, a year's delay. And then when they came back, they didn't do a new season. They just added six or eight episodes to the end of that season. Mm. And because of the new COVID rules, it focused on individual characters because they were allowed to have loads of people together. Yeah. So it was like individual stories going back in time to explain people's how they got to where they were. But it was just it was just like long-winded stories that no one needed to know. Fair, no, I can imagine that must be difficult for stuff like Walking Dead, yeah. And then when they got into the new season, it was just rushed to get to the end of the season because they were going to have three movies at the cinemas mm-hmm. featuring like like Rick and Michonne because they went out mm-hmm. of the The Walking Dead at the end of season nine, I think it was. And then they were going to come back with a movie and then a season, then a movie and a season and then finish it with another movie. But then yeah. the pandemic happened and the movies never happened. And it's just weirdly sort of like just pushed together to try and get it all finished. So, but the last five or six episodes, it really was quite gripping and, and quite good how it actually followed and flowed. And I was like, I liked, I mean, I, I'll try and watch some of the Walking Dead spin-offs and see how they go. But I don't know. So the next bit of news uh, how do you pronounce this? Dialic? Diadic? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you spell Dialic? it? Entertainment is ending international, oh, sorry, internal development. So their work on the new Lord of the Rings game has been halted. So their last mm-hmm. official game is the Lord of the Rings Gollum, and they're laying okay. off five staff. Oh, that's not great. But I will say, their last game that they made, if that's Gollum, it's a shit way to end the, the company because that game is atrocious. Yeah, I haven't played it, so I can't comment. But, I mean, if I was to tell you, oh, we've got the Lord of the Rings license, what should we do? Oh, we'll make a game focused on a character that can't fight, can't have any combat, and he's just trying to hide from characters through the whole game. And it's just not very good. Depends on like how you did it. If you did like a horror, like a horror kind of game, it could work. No, oh, no, they didn't. They just took the worst bits of the Batman Arkham games, of the you know the stealthy sort of, and it's it's basically like a action platformer without any action. I mean, I like the those parts of the Arkham games, so I'm not going to comment. Um, but no, I can see why that might be. I can. I think I can see what the issue would be. Yeah, I'd have to play the. I again. I, I'm very nervous about like 
saying too much because I haven't played the game, so I don't really yeah. want to. Mm. Yeah. But no, it's, I wasn't impressed. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this bit of news that I was going to get. Oh, there we go. I was going to say it's not loading, but it has loaded now. Um, so the next bit of news. I don't know if you've heard this, but Ubisoft is reportedly working on an Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag remake. Just remake the original first before that. Because, like, you can... Assassin's Creed Black Flag is already on the Switch. Like, that... You don't need a remake for the Xbox... What You know, it came up for the Xbox One, not, like, the Xbox 360. But it's like... Sorry. I don't know if you know, but the... It's rumoured that... Ubisoft Singapore is heavily involved in the game's development and they're the studio that's actually making Skull and Bones. So Skull and Bones was meant to be a DLC add-on for Black Flag and then it spun off to make its own game and now that's been delayed six times and the studio making Skull and Bones are actually now making a remake of the game that was originally the original game for their game Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's an absolute mess. So, do you reckon Skull and Bones is going to come with a free game, which will be the remake of Assassin's Creed 4? I don't think it'll be a free game. I don't think it'll be a free game. It's just going to be up... weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I quite enjoyed Black Flag. I thought it was quite a decent game. Yeah, I like Black Flag. I like, honestly, I like the Assassin's Creed franchise. Um, Skull and Bones, I think it's gonna come out and just die. I don't mind Skull and Bones. Like, like the like if it, the Skull and Bones is the pirate game, right? Yes. Yeah, Skull and Bones. I, I've played a bit of it. I enjoy it, but I think it's needs to be divorced from the Assassin's Creed stuff. It. If you have it as its own separate IP, I think it could. There is enough interest in pirates that it could hold its own. That could hold it up, but it would need to be marketed with a lot of, "Hey, this is pi- pirates. This is for the pirates fans." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, is kind of a little bit difficult these days. I'm aware, but occasionally, like there has been like a. Less with video games, more with movies, but there's been, like... We are definitely getting to a point now where people are getting a bit fed up with franchises. I have noticed. Or, like, IP from stuff like... Like, people are a bit fed up of established IP, but then and something new comes out and people are like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. It's a very... It's a catch-22. Yeah, it's... I don't know, I just think that in this day and age companies are scared to put a lot of money into a yeah. a brand new franchise mm-hmm. when I think that's why Microsoft want to buy like Activision or the one that bought yeah. Bethesda because they'd rather mm-hmm. put 150, 200 million in a game that's already a well-known name. Yeah. And they're too scared to actually, because I bet they want to do a lot of rare games Mm-hmm. Like the perfect act sort of stuff, but they probably thought, well, we tried it on the 360 and it didn't sell. Yeah. So a lot of people say they want a new perfect dark, but we don't want to put a lot of money into it because we probably know it's not going to sell. Yeah. 
So um, weirdly, that reminds me. Like the only new IP I can think of that has come out in a lot of recent years that's done big, but even that's kind of skirted off something else, is Elden Ring. Mm. But that kind of skirts off George R. R. Martin's involvement and then Game of Thrones. But even then, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, unless you have, like, even you, because you can't even promise having a big name involved is going to get you far. Like Hideo Kojima's game that I can't think of, the one Death Stranding. with the babies. Yeah, the, that one. That didn't really do much at all. That kind of I just really barely like that game. Sorry. <laughs> it's a very pretty game. Yeah, I was I was really in awe with how the game again, it's not how the game played. I think it was the story and how weird it was. Mm. I was quite interested to see how things progressed. Yeah. So I think the because they're doing a movie, and I think I'd be more interested in the movie rather than the sequel. Yeah. You know, because I love how games can be like completely batshit crazy and they can have random elements just popping out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But again, I'd rather watch a two-hour movie than play like a 60-hour game. Depends on the franchise, I have to admit. I watched the Uncharted movie and I watched the Assassin's Creed movie. I'd prefer to be sitting there playing Uncharted and Assassin's Creed, I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> Both of it, those. I think you've picked two bad movies because the movies themselves weren't very good. Yeah. I will admit, I haven't seen it yet, but from everything I've seen from it, the Super Mario movie is the type of film that I prefer to watch over playing the game. Because Mario... I quite enjoyed the movie. It's a lot, yeah. It's got bad pun after bad pun after bad pun. And my five-year-old brain is just like sat there giggling. Yeah, I like... Bad puns. I also know there's lots of references to the old stuff, and it has one of the my favourite tropes, so I'm kind of down for that. So the next bit of news, which I didn't even know this was a thing, but... And I'll apologise again. I'm a bloody Yorkshire Englishman, so I can't pronounce people's names. Daniel Kaluuya's Barney movie is going to be surrealistic and for adults. So he's saying that the new Barney movie is going to be based for adults. It's not R-rated, but it's going to be based and made for the 30-something who grew up with Barney. And I know um, he's American because I don't know even know. I've never watched Barney in my life. Yeah, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is the guy behind Get Out and uh, Don't Look Up or, or App, I think it's called. I can't remember. The other one is, uh, yeah, he does, and, and, um, us. Like, he does some pretty good, like, horror movies. But, um, I, I definitely remember watching Barney as a kid. It's interesting they've got a horror guy you directing it. If I had a nickel for every time a car, I don't know whether Barney is in the public domain, but if I had a nickel for every time a child's, like, mascot had a horrorish movie coming out, in the next year, I'd have two nickels, which isn't much, but it's weird that this happened twice. So, are they um, doing like a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who's going into the public domain next year? Pinocchio? 
No. No. Uh, no. What dog? Mickey Mouse. No, I'm sure they'll have like loopholes and stuff where they can get him. Oh, I. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, the um, Disney lawyers are going to be like, "No, you cannot use our darling Mickeyest." But um, it honestly, though, I it wouldn't surprise me. I know that a news guy in um, America, uh, he well, he's a British guy who lives in America, and um, uh, he is um, does this show called Last Week Tonight. And uh, his company, HBO, have managed to acquire the, under the ar- argument of, we've had Steamboat Willie in our credits since year one, which is true. You can watch, if you watch the, sh- if you've been watching the show for 10 years, it's in, he's actually in the credits. Um, so what they could, what they've done is they've managed to like hire someone to, Dress up as Mickey, as Steamboat Willie Mickey, and uh, say some fairly outrageous stuff. In like, and I was only in like the ten episodes that they aired before uh, the writer strike, and it was still fairly, fairly, fairly funny. Yeah, I- I'm sure they'll. Because it's like Coca Cola a few years ago was coming into the public domain. And the company who has Coca-Cola was like Breathwit Breath. It was it's a B. That's who owned Coca-Cola, and they just changed the whole company to the Coca-Cola company, so no one can use the Coca-Cola name now. Yeah, I mean, Steamboat Willie Mickey might be still under. Okay, I've got a really funny story to tell you at some point about. How buckwild the rights to Mickey is, but at the moment you you can't use him as a logo because his logo rights are protected by Disney because he is the logo the little like I can't I'm not gonna do the whistle because that would not translate well to audio but like him like doing the little like um, driving the steamboat and dancing is um, the logo for Disney movies animation studios. Mm. And it plays at the start of stuff like Fro- Frozen, Tangled, um, Frozen Two. Like if you watch any Disney like animation, like straight from Disney, so you'll see him. The, the Disney Animation Studio, not the Pixar Animation. No, not Pixar. Disney's own in-house yeah. animation teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> well, we'll move straight on. So, I don't know if you remember, but there was the iconic Game Boy that was blown up in the Gulf War, and it was still functional. So, it it actually was involved in, like, an attack, and it got a bomb. And it's been on display in the New York, um, sort of, like, um, public display for arts and stuff. And Uh, it's actually come out and saying that, yeah, Nintendo New York City have said that this display will now be removed from from their current sort of like displays. So unfortunately, you won't be able to go to the New York History Museum or wherever it was and see her and her half melted Nintendo Game Boy and just seeing that it survived a bomb. So <laughs> I just think that's quite funny. 
So have you ever seen the half-melted Game Boy? No, but I can believe how bricky those things are that it survived. It's like that and a Nokia phone would probably survive the apocalypse. Yes, I remember the... Well, I guess back then they weren't called memes, but it was just a funny thing that on the internet where if you want to kill someone, chuck a Nokia phone at them. Yeah. And it was just a brick. Yeah, the brick. Yeah. I remember... Yeah, legitimately one thing she used to do in school was like throw your... If you had a Nokia brick, you'd throw it at the wall to see if you could damage it. <laughs> and then like nine times out of ten, you couldn't. Mm. So next bit of news. Xbox Game Pass, not value destructive. Like what... Play- basically, PlayStation claimed that Xbox Game Pass is value destructive. But the football manager boss has said that they believe that it's not because they've had the last couple of Football Manager games on the Xbox Game Pass, and they've seen spikes in the concurrent users because people can just get straight in and play the game. Yeah. And they've seen more people viewing the game. They've, their figures have gone up from like 2 million a year up to 5 million a year just because mm. it's easier to get into the game and... It's just there, you know, it's not. So have you been interested or been watching all these sort of like the Xbox versus the FTC and stuff in America lately? Not really, no. What's been going on on with that? Well, it's basically because Microsoft tried to buy Activision. uh, The FTC have said that they wanted to have a public discussion in the courts as to why it might be damaging. So this is where Sony have come in and said that why they think it's damaging. But Sony have said that they don't believe exclusives are damaging. So they're... Yeah, because Sony can't come out and say that exclusives are damaging, you know, sitting on Uncharted and The Last of Us and... uh other things but i do understand why the f from what you've just said the ftc would be getting involved would be because um in america they have a law that a company can't own you can't have a monopoly on too many companies like a com- one company can't have a monopoly on too many companies like it can't dominate out the market and bethesda is a big enough company that, that you could make an argument for gaming that it would dominate the market um so yeah, I could see why they would get involved. Uh I'm not sure whether they're gonna win, mm. but if it's a uh hearing regarding it, I'm sure it will we'll just have to see what the judge rules. But I mean, I I don't know because like a lot of people are going on about Xbox can't make their own stuff and Sony make their own exclusives and, and all this. Mm. But the funny thing is, Uncharted they weren't an exclusive company to start with. They just got bought. Yeah, Naughty Dog got bought by... Because um, they Sony, were... Yes. They were Universal, and then Sony bought them. No, I think they were independent. Naughty Dog was independent. Yeah, they just had a, they had a deal with Universal, and that's why Crash Bandicoot was through Universal. And then when Universal got bought by Activision they got the license for Crash Bandicoot. Mm. And and then it's the same for the guys who met Spider-Man because they were... Yeah, Insomnia. 
they oh, were insomnia. independent because they made yeah. uh, that game with zombies for the PS one uh, for the Xbox One. I can't remember what it's called now, but they made an Xbox One game. Left for Dead. No, it was very much like Spider Man, like an open world, run around grindy. Is it um, infamous? No, <laughs> I can't remember. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. they bought them and they've got their making exclusive games now. So I think a lot of the Sony stuff and with this FTC sort of reviews, it's come out that Sony have spent $200 million on like the development costs for Left 4 Dead Part 2. I mean, uh, Last of Us Part 2. The Yeah, and the... Oh, God, what was it? The Horizon, the sequel to Horizon. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West? Yeah, they spent... I think it was 200 million on that and 220 million on the other one. And they also came about saying that the reason why Final Fantasy 16 is a PlayStation exclusive because they had internal emails with Square Enix and the PlayStation boss basically said, how many copies did you sell of Final Fantasy 15 on the Xbox? We will just pay you how much million dollars that cost yeah, to cover the cost of you not releasing it on the, on the Xbox. Yeah. So basically all those emails have come out because the FTC were like, how come... Certain exclusives are allowed, and certain exclusives, PlayStation are saying, is damaging to the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it basically comes out that PlayStation are very two faced, and they'll do whatever they can to try and make other things look worse yeah. than what they actually are, just because they don't want to lose Call of Duty mm. or any of their exclusives, really. Yeah. Um, so the last bit of news that I've got here. Again, I never knew nothing about, but J.J. Abrams is making a movie mm-hmm. of Hot Wheels. So it's okay. going to be emotional and grounded and gritty. <laughs> so expect lots of lens flips. Yeah, so so Mattel, so the toy company, um, they basically revealed some details in a short video about the upcoming Hot Wheels movie. For a long time, we were talking to Mattel about Hot Wheels. We couldn't quite find that thing that clicked to make it worthy of what Hot Wheels deserved. Then we came up with something emotional, grounded and gritty. I'm just at a gas in how the... I don't don't even know how the hell this is going to work as a movie. Yeah, not only that, J.J. Abrams, is. I think he's the guy who does the... uh... Oh, there's a mystery in the box, a mystery box, and you don't know what's inside it. And that's how you keep them hooked. And I'm like, nah. I, I think I might be mixing up people. No, I'm fairly certain that's J.J. Abrams. And it's like, yeah, that really backfired with you really badly with the Star Wars movies. Well, it's like he did the the reboots of the Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It was actually really well done. Yeah, and I like them as well. also did the found footage monster attack in new york cloverfield yeah he did that one that that was quite good and then he did the star wars 
But I think by yeah. the time he went into Star Wars, I think a lot of the fans were jaded by the Star Wars being a new movie every year. No, he he was the one. He he did the Force Awakens, which is considered out of the sequels the best of the sequel trilogy. Mm. But then he also stepped back in to do Episode Nine to basically clear up the mess that was Episode Eight. Um, but the problem was there was no like continuity director or anything on that series. The other series that, yeah, he also worked on Lost. If you mm. ever watched that, I didn't. I watched a couple of episodes, but I didn't. I was just lost with the plot. <laughs> yeah, should be weird. The Mattel. Hot Wheels, J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I literally just don't understand how that can be a movie. Mm-hmm. Unless they're going to go down the route of, like, the Lego movie where it's... The cars are kind of semi-real and it turns out that it's just kids playing it with the cars. I don't know. I think it depends on how the Barbie movie is because that's also Mattel. Do you know what? And I think that's... Oh, where did I read? I read somewhere that the trailer got banned. Was it Germany? It was like sexual reference or something stupid and the trailer or somewhere got banned. I was reading mm. something the other day because I was quite shocked that there's a Barbie movie. Oh, it's... I'm looking forward to it. It looks so stupid in the greatest way possible. Oh, God. What the hell are we doing in life anymore? I don't know. Right, so that's the news. Nothing important mm. this week. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Finish on Barbie. Yeah. So we'll have a quick break and we'll be back with the UK Top 40 and our goodbyes. Hi, this is uh, Kermit the Frog here, along with Miss Piggy. Hi! All right, and we are just uh, asking you to listen to our friend's podcast, the One Up Gaming Podcast, on whatever this station is. Um, And remember... To uh, go green and conserve lots of energy. And we're back after the break. Still David. Unfortunately, Meg had to go. Um, but you're still stuck with me with episode 357 of the One Up Gaming podcast. Um, yeah, so again, that was the news that we just did. I'm going to go quickly through this week's top 40, uh, UK top 40 charts. So, number 40, Pokemon Legends Arcus. Number 39 is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 38 is Splatoon 3. Number 37, Lego Harry Potter Collection. Number 36 is Dead Island 2. And at number 35 is Red Dead Redemption 2. 34 Minecraft Legends, <clears throat> number 33, Just Dance 23 Edition, number 32 is Crash Team Rumble, 31 is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, number 30 is The Resident Evil 4, I guess that's the remake, and number 29, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 28, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Number 27 is Pokemon Scarlet. Number 26 is Street Fighter 6. Number 25 is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, 24 is Mario Party Superstars. 
Number 23, Master Detective Archives, Rain Code. Never even heard of that one. Number 22, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Number 21, Super Mario Odyssey. Number 20 is Pokemon Violet. Number 19, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number 18, Animal Crossing New Horizons. <clears throat> Number 17 is Saints Row. Number 16 is Forspoken. Number 15 is Minecraft. Number 14 is Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 13 is F123. Number 12 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number 11 is Diablo 4. 10, Sonic Origins Plus. Number 9 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Number 8 is Hogwarts Legacy. Number 7 is Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life. Number 6 is FIFA 23. Number 5 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 4, we have God of War Ragnarok. Number 3, AEW Fight Forever. Number 2 is Final Fantasy 16. And still, I say still, and at number 1 again is The Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And that's thanks to Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Charts, all formats. And that is thank you for that. So, thank you for watching. Me, David, Want Gaming. Uh, thank you so much for Meg for coming on. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more with her and we'll get some of her written work up on the site soon. So, check out us and her and work and written stuff on our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. If you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash O-U-G. If you want to buy any of these t-shirts or the baseball caps or the beanie hat or the pillow, I'm weirdly going left to right because I can't tell my left to right, then just go onto our website or just click on the YouTube channel and it's got store and it's got all of, all of our merchandise there. Or we're also on Etsy. We're on there, so search One Up Gaming or One Word on Etsy. Uh, so again, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. We have our first 100 podcasts available on like an audio cassette sort of tape, which is a USB stick in the tape, which is pretty cool. And that is nine pounds and there is one pound of each sale will go to the diabetes uk charity anyone that wondering why i choose the diabetes uk charity <clears throat> i am diabetic i have a little sensor on me to keep my blood sugars blood sugars in check um so i just like to donate that to the diabetes uk charity because they do a lot uh we have amazon links on the website so please use them if you're buying through amazon we're on facebook just search one up gaming and we're on YouTube, hopefully you're watching us. Subscribe, like, comment, um, bell, all that stuff. Um, you can win the headset. So just subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment of Recon70 on any video for that. Uh, a t-shirt, again, subscribe, leave a comment of t-shirt on any video. Uh, we have the Evercade, um, I guess it's the Interplay Collection 2, 
and just leave a comment of Evercade on any video and subscribe for a chance to win that. Um, oh, I've got this. I just got this, didn't I? Opened this out earlier on today, which I was actually quite impressed with. Um, it's like a poster. It's like limited edition signed for C Smash VRS, which is basically like a virtual semi-sequel, spiritual sequel to Cosmic Smash from the arcade and I guess Dreamcast it was was it Dreamcast it was on and this is a certificate of authenticity so this is number 60 of 250 uh, for Rapid Eye Movers Wolf and Wood licensed by Sega for C Smash VRS so just subscribe to the YouTube channel and put on poster on any video and we'll send that out to a lucky winner and that is it my friends if you want to watch us on twitch we're on twitch.tv slash org official um actually i might have changed that now did i change my twitch was it org uk can't remember try either org official or org uk have a look we're on twitter which is at org official and if you want to send us any emails it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk if you're listening to this, please subscribe, give five stars or positive feedback. It really helps. And that's been me, David, with Meg. Thank you so much for coming on from the One Up Gaming team. Thank you. See you next week. Goodbye. Contain. Can't take my power.
my power, take my power, take my you can take my you can take my power, Surrounded me, it's ready for whatever season I left some saying how he disappeared in front of me The rest of them were laying, only playing games of hide and seek And lyrically I'm spraying hater hey, cause they keep bugging me Keep running, hiding, ducking out Cause musically I'm looking now Can't take my power, will too strong, I will devour Every obstacle they throw at me, get stronger by the hour and I won't Just ain't it too more coming, so give all the power, so what it is. 